Hello and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast dedicated to geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. And welcome to part two of the Dark Knight Trilogy. We are celebrating 50 years of Batman movies, and this is part two of the entire trilogy of the Dark Knight series. I would highly recommend to go listen to the first part before you listen to this, and I'd even say go listen to all the other Batman movie episodes we did before we started this trilogy. Um, Other than that, there are spoilers for this movie, as well as many others in the Batman universe, including the comic books. So watch out for those. All right, back into the Dark Knight. We get Alfred's past here, which... This is what I was talking about in the last segment. We have an Alfred that's very, very well rounded. He's, and this is what I mean by he's not a yes man. He's obviously been in plenty of situations that he can handle himself. Uh, he was in my six, and they they were stationed in Burma looking for a crazed man. Just adding an extra layer to Alfred uh, that's always been present in the comics. But never got, never was, um, I guess, exploited until probably closer to the, the eighties and the nineties. Mm-hmm. And of course, now it's a thing, especially in uh, Batman Earth One, that little graphic novel they did recently, and the newer Batman film as well, Batman Superman. I just, I appreciated that. I always wanted more of Alfred. Like, I wanted to know how Alfred either justifies or what he really does to help, besides like maintain this or that. Which, I mean, if that's all you do, that's fine. But obviously he comes up with battle tactics. Mm-hmm. Or he can come up with battle tactics. And he's there for for Bruce to be able to pick his mind. Yeah. I don't know. I really, really appreciated that. Um, and we start to see more of their relationship in this movie. We do. Especially like him looking out for him with Rachel. And uh, he's yeah. always there for the advice because... In this movie, Bruce has such low self-esteem. He does. He really does. And Alfred's always there to try to pick him up. I mean, everything's just kind of beating him down. And you see it. You see this. I mean, back, he's got more. Bruce has more muscle here, but he's slimmed down, too. Like, he looks kind of gaunt a little bit. Hmm. Um, or at least to me, he does. Watching these back-to-back more so, I notice it. Um but yeah, like he's he the city and everything's wearing on him and he's it's taking its toll. Which is what what would happen. Um I really like the guy who played the mayor. We were talking about the mayor a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Uh he was in Lost. He's been in a oh, bunch yeah. of, he was in a bunch of other stuff, but uh yeah, eyeliner guy. Yeah. Is what Sawyer always called him in Lost. He was also uh Batman Well from the tick. Did you ever see the Tick live action series? Yeah. He was Batman well. Hmm. Something I wanted to talk about and see if you got it. This is something I've I've always got, but not everybody I've talked to has got. Did you... The cop that's Gordon's right-hand man. Do you think of Harvey Bullock? Wait, is that the... The obnoxious um, cop in the animated series. I didn't. Yeah, he's, he's kind of... He's the bigger... Yeah. And, I mean, he later becomes more... Less... It becomes less obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But... That cop, he's the one that uh, he ends up guarding the Joker, and the Joker, of course, like, oh. goads him into attacking him. I, I guess I could see that with that scene. 
I just don't. He always made me think of uh, Harry Bullock. Hmm. He he isn't like he he gets a name, but it's only in the credits to Jared Stevens. Even Stevens. And then another character that made me think of somebody else was Thomas Shiv, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who Harvey's interrogating would have made a killer Mad Hatter. He's just kind of creepy and unsettling. And oh, from Ant-Man. Yeah, same guy. Same guy. Yeah. And then Mr. Reese, who many suspected was going to be the Riddler. Mr. Reese. Mr. Mm. Ree. Uh, oh. <laughs> did and people really put that together? People really did. They really suspected that that was going to be something because uh, of how he fig- he was apparently smart enough to figure out, you know, who is creating and helping with Batman, and he is the only guy that knows it. He knows for a fact who Batman is, hmm. right? And what does the Riddler know? He knows who Batman is, and he never wants to share it with anybody. So a lot of people, like, I remember seeing internet boards, like, oh, obviously, like, Mr. Reese is set up to be the Riddler in the third one. We're going to get Riddler and somebody else in the third one. And I think that could have been cool. Yeah. I, I mean, that would, that would have been cool because, I mean, it would just further tie these movies together. I definitely don't feel like you can watch Batman Begins. Well, you can watch Batman Begins, but you can't watch Batman, uh, you can't watch The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises out of order. I just can't. Like, I can't just, like, grab that off the off the shelf mm-hmm. and just watch it. It just feels like this is too much of a coherent, tied-together story. Right. So why did they never extend after Dark Knight Rises? How come it ended? We will get there. Fine. I just, I'm, all right. Uh, w- this movie is so long. I realized that Two watching it again. Two hours and 40 minutes or so. Uh, the more, or Kindle was like, I didn't know this movie was so long, but it is exactly as long as I remember because I remember seeing it every time in theaters and it being there forever. Oh, right. yeah, I fell asleep the second time in theaters. We were ta- I told her, I feel like this could have been split into two Right at the m- moment where uh, Bruce and Alfred are leaving the new Batcave, mm-hmm. I felt like that could have been end of shot. And then the next movie starts off at Harvey Dent's uh, yeah. scene where he tells everybody he's Batman. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, I, I told him it would have been a great opening scene for that, like, that whole yeah. speech and then like, leading up to Bruce going to the campaign. It would have. Um, or whatever it is. Yeah, his, his uh, press conference. I was really surprised Bruce was ready to turn himself in. I mean, I get it because he's pushed to his limit, mm-hmm. but I, that, that always surprised me. And there's a guy in there, if you watch, like whenever Harvey's talking about the Batman, or no, the cop says no more dead cops, like Batman should turn himself in. Right. There is this guy that is overacting, like his eyes get huge and he's like, <laughs> like, I mean, he looks like, I don't know. Yeah, man. Yeah, he he just is very overacting, and he's so distracting. He's right there in front. Oh. <laughs> if you ever watch, if you ever see him, it'll break the we scene. Probably for saw you. him and then didn't. It went right over our head. Um, I mean that county scene is, or the or the county jail part. I wrote down. It felt like I spent the whole night in the county jail because that night is so long. It seems it is. It is a long they, night. They, I don't know how they did it, but it, it felt. Felt, felt like I was there all night long. <laughs> the uh, and the county jail scene leads to the uh, the chase of the film, which uh, it's pretty amazing. There's a lot of model work there, but there's a lot of practical. For instance, whenever they flip that semi truck, mm-hmm. they really flip that semi truck. 
yeah, in the middle brilliant. of Chicago. Crazy. They they had one shot at it, and obviously it worked. <laughs> but something in that scene that always bothered me, and maybe it bothers you guys, is whenever you see the helicopter and it hits the cords and it swerves a little bit, and the cop riding with Gordon's like, "That's not good." Yeah, and that's then, not good. And then, yeah, and then it swer- You you cut back to the helicopter. It's like obviously gonna crash, and then he's like, "No, that's not good." And it's just I don't know, like it's. That I think guy I did laugh at that. Bothers me every time. I'm just like, you said that's not good. Yeah, you don't Why have to do say you? it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and who's talking? Like, no, that's not good. It's like it's who are you guy arguing with? with? Isn't uh, it's the guy in the? Yeah, it's the guy with Gordon. Yeah. 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 That guy just. <sighs> what a dork. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I thought was interesting about this movie is that last scene between Joker and Batman, where he's dangling and he's telling him. We can, we're going to do this dance forever. Yeah. Uh, but it starts out with him upside down and then turns all the way around, mm-hmm. which made me think of, as Kyle said, the Dutch shot in the 60s movies where it shows him crooked. Right. It shows that the character is crooked or so. And this one, it feels like it shows the character is just completely upside, upside down. down. Yeah. Yeah. And it works really well. Um did you catch the throwback to 1989 uh, during the chase scene? No. Where he tells him to hit, he's like, hit me. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. I didn't think, I didn't connect him. That always stood as a, as a throwback. I mean, maybe, maybe it wasn't meant to, but I always felt like that was like the throwback to huh. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I see it now. And they took a chance. So the interrogation scene is obviously bright, completely lit. We've never seen Batman sit down and have a conversation like that with any villain, really. Like, a talking, uh, you know, just a complete a battle of words and why I'm doing this versus why you're doing that and why I'm right and why you're wrong. It's just, we've never seen that. It's That's what makes these films so compelling is that Joker doesn't believe he's a bad guy. He believes he is a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's a tragic villain. He believes that he's doing what's fair and what's right. And it goes in with the corrupted angle, like Gotham being completely corrupt, as Roz had stated in the first film. Right. I don't know. Just and then that leads on to Dent being corrupted because he, quote-unquote, opens his mind. He does, yeah, and... Even Dent is corruptible. That's what he proves. And he proves it. Tragically, but he proves it. I have a really funny story about Seth. I should see. I wanted to see if I can get him on. I don't know if he can... Uh... You should do your best Batman voice when he answers. Hey. Hello? Hey, what? Seth. That was a... That was bad. What? It's Batman. <laughs> Batman? <laughs> Can you hear me? Hey. Seth. Hi. Um tell, tell your I wanted story. I wanted we're we're talking about the Dark Knight right now and I wanted you to uh tell your little story about how how we were, you were so into this movie that inspired you, 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 were... you got a little too carried away with it. Oh yeah, so <laughs> I probably saw this movie five or six times in theaters and uh it may or may not have gone a little in my head, kind of, uh, I don't know, I felt like Heath Ledger in that moment, but, uh, so we're at Home Depot, and 
I've got a quarter, and there's this kid, and I'm, I'm flicking the quarter, it was Lowe's, and all by of a sudden, way, just so you know. Oh, it was Lowe's. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, same thing. <laughs> so, I look at the kid, and he had wandered off from his mother, and I don't know what came over me. I, I really don't. To this day, I, oh, I frighten sad. myself. But uh, I look at him, and I go, "Heads you live, tails you die," <laughs> and uh, he he. He, I, I, I can remember the kid's face. I don't even remember what happened after <laughs> He just that. stared at I you. Know I know. I still... And then we walked away. Uh, yeah. It was a, it was one of my brighter moments. <laughs> to this so... day, I, it was so creepy because he's like a, just this random four-year-old kid in Lowe's. Me and Seth and Kyle are hanging out. and You know if you did that today, you would have gone Dude. to jail. <laughs> And probably good thing you were you were still a minor. Yeah, kid probably never told his parents. He just ran off like. Uh, <laughs> I You're don't lucky know. he didn't scream. I'd be surprised if he didn't That's tell his did parents. I feel like there was a parent or a grandparent like just just in the distance, but I'm not sure. I just Talking remember being like, "Why did you just do that?" <laughs> oh man! Uh, hey, kid. I don't think I. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know why I did. I didn't think it through clearly. <laughs> it was so random. Oh. I mean, I think he lived, though. <laughs> you think? I you, think so. You got me there. I didn't kill that kid. <laughs> he was safe. He was safe. Luck was on his side. All right, Seth. See ya. Adios. Goodbye. Have a good podcast. Goodbye. All right, Seth Gleason, everybody. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, I, had, I had a little bit stuff I wanted to touch on. Something cool we got in this film was was the white we had white lenses. Bat lenses. I hated that. <laughs> you hated that? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Where he kicks on the sonar at the end, we actually had white lenses on the bat oh, cow. Yeah. yeah. That was I don't know, that was cool to see on mm-hmm. on film. Uh nice little a nice little touch that they could do like the comic book and everything else, but keep it real. Mm-hmm. Other things that uh, that I got written down is uh, Mr. Rogers, the would-be killer. You know what I'm talking about? No. No. The man on the boat. These all men, these men have oh, their chance. Like, yeah. I, I swear to God, it's Mr. Rogers. <laughs> like, like <laughs> he's like, you guys had your chance to be my neighbor, and it's time to die. <laughs> of course, he doesn't now go through with it. Right. But he, uh, I don't know, I don't know who that actor was, or I've never seen him in anything since, but he, he did a good job, but I definitely always thought of Mr. Rogers. <laughs> the n- nurse joker, like we were talking about Harvey Dent, um, uh, getting his mind opened up, uh, nurse joker. Mm-hmm. They will not, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but they will not license any kind of uh, figure or uh, collectible. Of. I was wondering if there was one just like w- before we did this podcast. I was yeah. Like, why don't they have they will, that They will outfit? not license that outfit. Um, I don't know why, but they've just commented they, they never plan to do any kind of thing with that. Something else interesting is as he walks away from the explosions, right? Mm-hmm. When they stop, that wasn't planned. When they stopped and he like, he like hits the button again and like throws his arms up. That's all real. That's awesome. And then when they started going off, he just runs and gets on the bus. Like it works so well, though. It does. I mean, that's like one of those happy accidents that you hear about. It's perfect. And then uh, that hospital blowing up and crumbling. All the Joker cards. 
what well, just the scene in general. I love seeing mm-hmm. something uh, practical like that. Oh, yeah. Like something blow up. It was model work. Starting I mean, I love seeing like stuff set. blow up, but it was good. You like explosions. He likes dead people. Yeah, I don't like dead people. <laughs> I say dead. People. I guess no one was in the building, so it's okay. Yeah, it's still very tragic. Where are all those hurt no people, people going? To a new hospital. Is there another hospital in Gotham? There's three. Oh, okay. How big is Gotham? About the size of Chicago. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's filmed here again. <laughs> uh, I could never, that was I good. I could never find the, the big silver bean, though. I looked every <laughs> could never find it. We didn't talk about Two-Face and the design of Two-Face. That's the first noticeable CGI in these movies. It is the first notable, noticeable, but I feel like it works. It doesn't feel like it detracts mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, and real quick, before we get to that, like, as they are stealing or as they are taking Reese to a safe location and mm-hmm. they bring him in front of all those people that are waiting outside the building to kill him, where was your mind whenever you thought about that? Bringing him in front of glass doors with... Hundreds of people already outside that you are barricading. Yeah. Huh. I guess maybe they just didn't expect that. Uh, Gotham's good. Good people. Good people. Have you have you been outside, Gordon? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you're just you're out of touch, man. But yeah, I, I liked the. Uh, I really liked Two Face's design. I kind of wondered. I mean, they kept him hidden so well. I was like, what? How does that? How does a burnt person ever look like Two Face? Because surely he's not going to be pink and purple with hair mm-hmm. growing out of the side of his face. I don't know. They did it really well. And of course, like if he didn't die when he did, I'm sure the infection was going to get him sooner or later. Probably because he wouldn't take those skin grafts. No, Uh, which I don't know. That's kind of that's true to Harvey Dent in terms of like he never takes the easy way. He never has. He's never accepted it on that Reese part. I for some reason, (laughs) I don't know why I have just the way my mind works uh, when you see the truck run into uh intentionally try to hit them and it hits bruce's car i was just mm-hmm. wanting bruce to get out and yell at him and be like you you destroyed my million dollar <laughs> car you're, yeah you're going you're going down yeah lawsuit man <laughs> right but and then I, he gives I, Reese the nod much, do you? yeah yeah which is so interesting because that's gordon's perception of bruce wayne until <laughs> the next film very interesting um i love the final sh- final speech it still gives me chills like seeing this the other day i had i still had chills up and down my arm it's perfect yeah and And ends with the title it does end with the title it just there was no better way to end that film and you know whenever they ended this while they had an idea of where they could go they were not 110 percent sure they were going to do a third film Hmm. It, it was always just We'll see. And maybe this is where we leave Batman, and maybe it's not. But obviously, we came back years later. Dark Knight Rises, my favorite of the trilogy. Whoa, plot twist. Is it? Yes, because most people, uh, this is their least favorite. This is a very divisive film. Yeah, Most people love the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't like this one at all. Some people feel like feels like it drags. I, I really enjoy this one. This is uh, before we get into it. Like obviously, there was the tragedy um, in Colorado, mm-hmm. and something interesting that came about from that was something interesting to me anyway. Is Kevin Smith? Uh, he had this TV show called Spoilers, 
and they would talk about movies and it was like a live review thing it was like a podcast but it was a tv show and it was he was in a room with like 13 random people who just saw this movie with him they would discuss the film but with this film they just they talked about the colorado and kind of like keeping people safe and it was just very it was very un-kevin smith and i don't know why that always i don't know why that's important i guess it's not but it just it comes to mind uh it's something that nobody had to talk about especially on a tv show what's called spoilers about movies nobody had to necessarily sat down and talk about that but they did found it very respectful so this was filmed primarily in uh philadelphia philadelphia instead of chicago huh um Mainly due to the outdoor scene. Oh, because the winter scenes? The winter scenes and just... Uh, it's easier to shut down a city, I guess, like Philadelphia than it is to shut down Chicago. Oh. <laughs> so that was that's interesting. Uh, budget was $230 million. Made $1.85 billion. Highest grossing of the trilogy. Oh. I do. I didn't know that. 25th highest grossing film of all time. Interesting. It's inspired by Nightfall, which was the arc Bane broke Batman, mm-hmm. um, and No Man's Land, which was where essentially what happens, just like what happens in the movie, Gotham is sectioned off from the entire world, right. and Batman has to keep order. He doesn't disappear necessarily, but and eight years have passed. We get the opening. We get the great opening. That's um, obviously the funeral of Harvey Dent, and then eight years later. It's a very cold film when it opens. Yeah. It's, uh, did you like this one whenever you came out of the theater? Assuming you saw it in the theater? Yeah, it for reasons. I saw this one in the theater. Oh, uh, for oh reasons yeah, you I went liked without it, me. But other reasons I was like, meh. Right. The opening was once again before another film in IMAX. I don't remember what film it was, but I do remember that. And that was whenever everybody got their first taste of Bane. And the voice. Oh, yeah. Now, we've obviously, we talked about Batman's voice. What do you think of Bane's voice? Um, The voice, I probably like it more now. At first, I was like, that's not a very intimidating voice for somebody who's supposed to be equal to Batman in right. a way. I wouldn't say it disappointed me. Uh, the only thing that, like, initially when I first saw this... Uh, disappointed me was the whole time watching I'm like where's the venom oh right yeah when's he gonna get big yeah instead they play it where it's uh, painkillers essentially keeping him from Mm. feeling pain so he's kind of invincible Uh, I really liked the voice I when I saw the mask and what they were doing I was like what does that sound like and in my mind it sounded very tinny Mm mm-hmm um, like a spring reverb kind of sound. I don't know. I was really, I was really happy with it. It sounds like he's constantly in pain to me. Hmm. He sounds winded all the time. He sounds like he's in pain. It never sounds like he's uh, a prime athlete, even though obviously he's got killer muscles and does indeed work out. I, I really liked that. I really liked the opening of the film with the plane. Um, that was all. Uh, well, not all of it, but a lot of that was practical. Right, like hanging the plane and everything else it very much showed you that while we had a heist film in the last one this film felt very different yeah it doesn't feel like batman begins and it doesn't feel like the dark knight no it's weird but it's good and i like i like 
uh, how every character has as a theme. Like Catwoman has her little, they almost sound like bells uh, or something like that. And then Bane has the, the drums and the choir, the, mm-hmm. the chants, chanting. And of course, Batman keeps his theme. And the whole movie, this ties it up. Like this is the, this whole thing comes full circle. It wraps all the way back around to where we started in Batman Begins. So I, I found that interesting too. We have, we kind of have five villains, kind of, mm-hmm. uh, like we have Bane and then we have not quite a villain, but kind of at first Catwoman. Uh, then you have Scarecrow once again, and then you have Daggett. All right. And I wrote down five and there's somebody else in there too. Oh, of course, Talia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by this time, 2012, 12. I had revisited the animated series, so I was super stoked to see Daggett. Even though it's not Ro- uh, Roland Daggett, it's Ch- right. It changed. It was cool John. to throw in the name. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and essentially the same role. Yeah. Yeah. We also get to see Blackgate Prison, mm-hmm. which interesting considering we had seen Arkham Asylum. Uh, but yeah, Daggett and Batman the Animated Series. He was uh, he was an original creation for the animated series, right? Do you I think so? Okay, so it's interesting to see a film series that's been all about creating their own characters, take one, mm-hmm. and kind of make a make a hybrid. Gordon dealing with his demons like this is Gary Oldman's like best, maybe his best performance of all the trilogy mm-hmm. between between the opening and debating what to do and then later having the uh kind of the emotional argument with uh Blake about having a friend that helped him mm-hmm. basically take one for the team uh to save Gordon. It's a very different Gordon. Gordon's always confident. He's you never see him emotional. He's very cold, he's very calculating R- unless something's going on with Barbara or one of his, you know, like somebody really 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 close to him which isn't many people. He's very calm and collected. Right. This was different. How did you feel? I mean, we talked about Bane and the voice, but how did you feel about Tom Hardy as Bane? Did you think he did a good job? <sighs> this was my first time seeing him. Really? In this movie. Yeah, uh, we... Uh, to bring it up, might as well. Uh, we hadn't seen... Or she probably had. I hadn't seen Inception oh, until... Right. seen parts of it. This year, I think, we watched it. And I was... Because I wanted to go through... We we had just seen Interstellar, and I wanted to go through Christopher Nolan's like filmography. Oh, and so I was uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should watch that, uh, and we did, and I was blown away by how many cast members he shared in that movie. Right, because I think we got like seven, quite a few. Because you had Ken Wannabe, you had Tom Hardy, Joseph Gordon Lovett. Did you see? Uh, we're gonna sidetrack real quick. Have you watched the following yet? That's good. It was his first film. It's all black and white. So noir, or noir, sort of connects with Inception. Like hmm. there's a character that's uh, there's a Cobb character in Following. Back to it. Tom Hardy. I'd seen him in uh, Bronson, which is a great uh, biopic. It's absolutely ridiculous. It kind of feels like Clockwork Orange, about oh, the about the uh, prisoner uh, Charles Bronson, not the actor. I'd seen him in that, um, but that was really about. I mean, I'd seen him in Inception. But Bronson is what made me feel like he could do he could do Bane. But the thing was that always bothered me is he's a really, he's not that tall of a fellow. Mm-hmm. He's more like five. I think he's like five eight or something. So I was like, Christian Bell's like six six two or six three. Like he's up there. How is this gonna work? And of course they put him on heels. Mm-hmm. 
and it wor- it works as long as they're filming from you know the knees up I, I don't know I was really happy with Tom Hardy Bane's my favorite pure Batman villain because he's Bruce if Bruce went bad he's just as intelligent just as intimidating um, and I was glad to see them do him justice because in Batman and Robin, they ruined him like monkey work. That get that shit out of here. <laughs> I do not think so. Um, I was kind of like, while I wanted the luchador mask, they kind of in, they invoke that mask in a way with how the his this Bane's mask is cut. So I was it was good enough. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, mm-hmm. I, I'm happy for now. I'm happy. Be curious to see if the character's ever revisited. It works with his... It gives him more room to act, too, because that scene with him and Daggett is, just shows how scary he is. Yes. I uh, mean, those eyes. With his wide eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of him. Daggett, they go about... They go about attacking Gotham just like they start anyway, just like how Ra's al Ghul wanted to. Mm-hmm economics and they start in the stock market it's kind of cool what did you think of Anne Hathaway she was another point of I loved controversy her. I did too I did too but I remember when it was announced that my, people were like you gotta be kidding me yeah my only complaint is her for it is there's like the scene when they're walking through a tunnel and she does that weird like catwalk and she moves her hips oh yeah I, I know what you're talking about yeah I hated that Hated that. Everything else, perfect. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind. Uh, I was really happy with Anne Hathaway. I was completely surprised. Like, I, th- everybody blew up. The internet went crazy. But I was like, I always had it in my head. Like, you know what? Like, the last time people had doubts, what happened? The Joker happened. Uh, is she referred to as Catwoman? She's, well, she's only. It was okay. She's only referred to as the cat, and it's only okay. on Bruce's screen. Never called cat anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He I, calls I, her I remember cat looking at her in this this time we watched it and being like, she doesn't really have a cat suit. Those are her goggles mm-hmm. that look like ears, and I don't it's think they're like supposed a... to. It's just, I mean, obviously they did it in the movie, but they did. I, and... I don't think she's intentionally making them ears. I don't think so either. But but uh... her dress when she's at that party. She's wearing cat ears. Yeah, she oh. is. But it's also a costume party. Okay, all right. But Plus it looks story. like the 60s Catwoman. Kind of does. Yeah, it very much does with the mask and the leather bodysuit and not necessarily being latex. But have some trivia questions for you. Okay. Ready. All right. Eh, and that's how you get it. Yeah, Everett. Okay. Okay, where is Jim Gordon's wife? Ew, I don't know this. She moved to Wisconsin? She moved. Something with a W, I thought. Eh, Chicago? Cleveland. Ah, Cleveland. I thought it was a C. Yeah, well, it was a, a W. Okay, where... Does Alfred say he takes his holiday? Eh, France. Arrgh. No. Yes, he does. He goes no. into France and he sits in that cute little cafe. Where? Be more specific. I don't know. Just there's a cafe. And I know he, he, that's it. Eh, Paris? Florence. Florence. 
I don't know my French uh, cities. Okay. Um, according to Miranda Tate, what do you need to do to restore balance? Eh, trust? No. Oh, okay, then I don't know. Put put work into it? I don't know. Sort of. I Invest. Know. I have no idea. There, that's actually it. No. Um, I won. You guessed three times. <laughs> I'll give you, you guessed a, none times. I'll give you a one tenth of a point. Right. That's stupid. Okay, what does Jim Gordon tell Blake that detectives are not allowed to believe in? And and coincidences. God, coincidences. Okay. Yeah, that's a point. <laughs> okay. What is Catwoman after throughout this film? Uh, clean slate. Yes. Write it down, Everett. <laughs> Are there more questions? Uh, I'm going to give you one or two, yeah. Okay. All of them. And this is a really obscure one, but we're going to try it anyway. What city is Gotham football, uh, Gotham's football team playing against? Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, oh, oh. I know their colors. Uh. Um. I don't remember. Rapid City. Rapid City. Rapid City. Rapid Rapid City. city. The Rapid City Rabbits. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How many trucks could be holding the bottle? Three. Yes. Woo! I didn't know. I feel like I make. I probably made these all too hard. Like I just. And this one's just fun, just because I love saying it. Uh, what's the first line? First line, Fox says to Wayne after not seeing him for many years. Oh. Eh. Okay. The. No, I don't remember. The recluse comes out of its. No, I don't. Bruce Wayne, as I live and breathe. Oh. That's all I got for you. I mean, I have ton- a tons more, but we, right. you actually got one. Of, you asked about the what Catwoman was referred to as. I ended the game, or this whole series, with five points. Kindle ended with one, two, three, four, five point one. I won. You beat me by a tenth of a point. <laughs> <laughs> Which should be a full point, anyways. No, because you took. Guesses you I took have none guesses. Her, I actually wouldn't have given her a point for that at all. Why? Oh, so it's a tie under Matt's rules. I, because like it took I you three came, guesses. It took it, you three guesses. So I still came up Matt with it before he did. Matt is running trivia, so I guess we tied. <laughs> so Juno Temple plays uh, Selena Kyle's friend. Mm-hmm. She's never given a name. I would have thought that they were insinuating Harley. A lot of people actually thought she was going to turn... Because, okay, in interviews, she said she's playing a street-wise kid. A lot of people thought she was going to be Stephanie Brown. Do you know who that is? is. She's Robin Four. Oh. Um, There's a time where Tim quits and uh, Stephanie takes over for a little bit. She's also known as Spoiler in the comics. How rude. Why does she spoil things? (laughs) Right. She's randomly bursts into rooms like <laughs> He dies at the end. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Rosebud. I don't know what that means. One thing that reminded me, because I, I don't think I stated it earlier on, but 
or in this entire series, uh, I read the minimal amount of Batman comics. I've read The Killing Joke, uh, The Dark Knight Returns, and oh, what was it called? Batman Wars? Is that something? I don't War know. Zone, maybe? War Games? War Games. I've read okay. the first part of that. Okay. But so most of my knowledge is from the animated series, and once uh, the orphan kid said that his brother was down getting work. In the tunnels, you thought of... The Sewer King. Yes, I did too. And then later on, somebody, they the cops asked Gordon if he saw giant alligators Alligators, and I was like, but Killer Croc. I, 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 all I could think of was that one episode with the Sewer King. Um, yeah. And his... But giving kids work. We get Officer Blake, played by Joseph Gordon Lovett. Mm-hmm. What up? Who obviously goes on, and at the end of the film, you get Robin... What did you think of that? Was that cheesy? Was that cool? I, it was definitely cheesy. It's not uh, cheesy. Why? Why Rob? Like why? Because I think like at that time I knew name. there wasn't supposed to be any more continuation, was there? No, there was never ever going to be a so continuation. It, so I, I think I remembered that and thinking, why did they just do that? There's not going to be another movie. Because it's part of the idea of Batman that he's a symbol and that, like, as he ha- Bruce has this conversation in the car. With Blake after his Lamborghini gets told that any man can be Batman. That any man can be Batman, right. and that's why they did that. Honestly, I would. I, it'd be I cool if they that, left it out and more insinuated like a Batman, uh, beyond beyond type thing. Yeah, and I mean they didn't have to call him Robin like that. That can come off cheesy. It comes off fan servicey. I don't mind it, um, but I like that they. I like that they show him finding the cave. I do too. Because it definitely, it Bruce, it shows you that even though Bruce is no longer Batman, he accomplished what he set out <laughs> to accomplish. Right. Batman is a symbol, and anybody can be him. Um, Alfred, we have creepy Alfred who supports bestiality. That took that got real dark. Oh yeah. Do you remember? No. When he, uh, he's like, I'll set you up with a chimpanzee if that's yeah. what it takes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I crack up at that line. I, I actually wrote down in this um, movie, Alfred, number one wingman, because he's, he's <laughs> always trying to, he, he gets in the car after the ball and he's like, just you, sir? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like, yeah. um, he's a perv. He is. He's creepy Alfred. Like, they, creepy Alfred exists in this trilogy, too. <laughs> He's like, "Where's the ladies at? Yeah. What's up? No, I, did you not? Did you not get the army of chimpanzees? Chimpanzees, I sent you. <laughs> Why am I even working for you? So overall, this is something. Uh, something that's interesting. Batman or Bruce was Batman for less than a year in total. Hmm. He was Batman for six to nine months in the first film. The Dark Knight takes place over, like we're probably talking a month tops." And in this film, he comes back as Batman for a night, and then he's Batman again for a day, pretty much. Hmm. I do wonder it. nobody asks him when he comes back, where have you been? So that would make more sense if he's not often, like, saving the city. Because uh, that, that, that would make me feel better, because that nobody questions him. This whole time we've been, like being attacked by a bomb nobody asked where where were you yeah yeah and maybe maybe they're also just like because he comes back and like literally they have less than 24 hours to stop the bomb 
So they're kind of like, you know what? We're going to hash that out later. Like, I'll grill you later. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, don't get a chance to. I loved the Batcave redesign. Loved it. Like how it, like how it came up out of the, out of the water and everything. Right. Um, we have the disappearing eye shadow once again. <laughs> Whenever he gets out of the uh, the bat and he takes the mask off and all of a sudden there's no eye shadow there. He's got a, the inside of the mask has like a I wipe on it or something. I did not notice at all. I always notice that, and I notice that it's in Batman and Superman, too. But I like the redesign. I like that they keep the piano as the way to get into the cave. Yeah. That was fun. Batman also doesn't show up just like Batman Begins. doesn't show up for about an hour. But it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It never bothered me. It never felt like it was like I was sitting around like watching my watch. Where's Batman? This movie uh, had a quick, pretty quick pace to it, and I didn't. This was the first time that I noticed that Batman didn't show up for about an hour. I just randomly like looked down at the time clock and was like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> um, but it's nice. Uh, we do get to see more Bruce, even more so. Which this probably has the least amount of Batman out of all of them, huh? Because he's Batman. What for the night? I guess he's Batman for a night and then another night because he gets beaten by Bane. Um, yeah. So he's Batman for a night. And then he gets beaten by Bane, and then that's it. There's probably, like, a whole collective 10 to 15 minutes there. And, like, the last 45 minutes of the movie is Batman, but he's not on screen necessarily as Batman. Hmm. But, yeah, definitely this is more... This is more Bruce's story. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's very interesting, especially with how he compares to, to Bane in a way. Like, Bane comes from nothing. Batman, Bruce comes from everything and essentially Bruce has to learn what it is to be like he learns what it is to be afraid what it is to possibly never come out of that hole that Bane had to live with every single day for a long time just interesting I always thought it was the fact that he puts him down in that hole in the pit which is the Lazarus pit like obviously a nod to the Lazarus pit mm-hmm. um, was a weird was a good choice, but a weird choice because we spend, he's down there in that hole for the 30 minutes of the film. I mean, hmm. not many movies would, I guess he is not many movies, especially superhero movies or big studio movies would be like, yeah, sure. Take your main character out of the picture for 30, 45 minutes, whatever, man. Like, no, no. Can you imagine Tony Stark disappearing from Iron Man for 45 minutes? That's a good point. Or any Marvel character for that matter. Chaos um, commence. I did like the hospital visit scene and he brings back, you know, the ski mask. Right. <laughs> Holds his hand. He does. He does. And that cool new cane he got. Right. Yeah, obviously a leftover injury from falling. What did you think of the bat? Uh, I like it more than the tumbler. I did too. And uh, it was a practical. It was like they actually had a, had a rig built and they brought that all around the city. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, and it, there's some uh, there's some funny pictures you can look at because they wouldn't put anybody inside the bat. They just had this rubber Batman doll. <laughs> so if you look at it online, it's it's quite hilarious the behind the scene photos. Huh? Because it's like all twisted in there, and it's just like whatever. How did you feel about Alfred getting fired essentially, or quitting? I mean, like you could look at it either which way. Ah, a lot of people did yeah. not like this. I felt like. I don't know. And it was probably a good move for the movie, but I just felt like 
Alfred was not I, I didn't agree with Alfred personally it worked it worked I mean I, I'm not saying I agreed with it I thought it was just interesting like interesting that a movie chose to separate the two of them mm-hmm. um, it will it works out super well because it basically it's the start of Bruce having everything stripped away yeah. because first he loses his best friend then he loses all his money yep. next day uh, he's kicked off the board loses his electricity and then uh, he's broken yeah he's broken and his uh, girlfriend stabs him in the back well, well one night stand yeah. stabs him in the back Yeah, no, no love lost there yeah um it's just it's interesting that to me that they would even mention your your lead character a character that's classic as being suicidal because that's what Alfred's getting at the whole time that he wants that Bruce just wants to go out there and die and call it a day. Mm-hmm. I just uh be done with Batman. I just can't imagine I can't imagine that in any other kind of superhero film or universe. Mhm. You've read Dark Knight Returns, right? Yeah. Those two cops, straight out of like the uh, the one that's like, "Oh, you're in for a show tonight, kid." Like that's straight out of the Dark oh. Knight Returns. Like literally, yeah. that the line for line, that scene is straight out of the Dark Knight Returns. I thought that was always pretty cool. I remember watching this last time with Kindle. I'm like, "Who is that guy? I know him." I couldn't figure it out. I looked it up. <laughs> Just the most obscure thing. He's a has a small scene as a bum in Yes Man with Jim Carrey. That's right. <laughs> I know I, I recognized him. I haven't seen that movie since Can I borrow your phone? <laughs> um, I love that movie. This was the first film to use the same bat suit mm-hmm. and keep it the entire film. Out of all the others. Yeah, should have kept the other one wouldn't have got stabbed at the end. Right. Ooh. Um, uh, random thought. Yes. Uh, it's Talia, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so when they're like in front of the fireplace, he touches the ba- her back, and she has that like check. Yeah, and Bane's got it on his head, and uh, that's the same symbol that uh, Roz was gonna brand that guy with. Okay, I was or wondering. The, the, the fake Roz was gonna brand that guy with. I was wondering what that was because yeah. I remember him like feeling it and I didn't remember it ever being answered. Right. So especially watching these films back to pack, you notice things like that and something. So that, that automatically tells you there's something wrong with this lady. Mm-hmm. Did you see the twist coming? I'm sure you did. No. You What? Not at all. I was like, what? No. What? She, uh, I actually even I don't, forgot I don't about it. I don't remember a lot because of how many years it's been, but... I don't recall being uh, or seeing it coming. I I did. I was I was ready for it. I was like, nope. I was like, there's no way. There's something else going on here because every time they were busted, uh, the uh, the the resistance was busted. She was present, mm-hmm. and there was the scar too. And I was like, there's something weird here. And I imagined I was like. Betalia. I would think Please you'd Betalia. have to get it once uh, everyone is exiled except for her. Bane mm-hmm. pulls her in, you're, and she's not being killed. <laughs> right. Well, the next time you see her, she's in her like ceremonial garb or whatever. Mm. We have the right, obviously with, with Alfred. We have the note payoff. Rachel's note 
Bruce finds out about it and rejects it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was pretty. At the end of the Dark Knight, I wondered if that was ever going to become a thing, and it was, it's like with such a jump in time, I was. I honestly had given up hope that that note was going to be addressed, but obviously it was. So that was, that was pretty cool. We also, speaking of like things that the film tells us, the film tells you that Batman fixed the autopilot the night of the chase because he's following the guy on the motorcycle uh, or on the dirt bike that has the stockbroker on it, right? Mm -hmm. Batman's behind him following him. And then all of a sudden that guy is picked up straight up in the air by what? I and assumed how? it was Batman, like with some kind of grappling hook or something, because obviously he's not on his motorcycle anymore because then the guy runs into it. Right. But I mean, like the he was behind the guy and then five seconds later, that guy is pulled up like that isn't uh, it doesn't work. And it tells you that, hey, like and the fact that Batman's somehow back on the ground Enough to throw his bike in front of the guy. I didn't notice that. I was like, "Wait a second, hold on." Yeah, I was. I was just like, "There's the auto. The autopilot's been fixed." Like I noticed that the first time I saw the movie. Huh. Whenever the ending came, I was like, "He got out of there." It was like he fixed the autopilot. Where? Like, don't tell me he went down with the ship. Which movie over? Batman dead. You know what? Some people argue that that whole last scene is a is a dream. Uh, I went. And oh saw yeah, this. I've heard that. I went and saw this movie. With people that really, really got into Inception, and they wanted to argue that the whole the whole ending sequence is too perfect to to be real, like it's, every different scenario or just the France scene, just the France scene. Yeah, just what Alfred sees, um, like it's Alfred's dream. But it, I, I don't. See, <laughs> it's obviously real. Adds up because yeah. you have Fox finding out that the autopilot was fixed. Um, and if you want to argue how Bruce knew which cafe that Alfred visited, how does he Alfred... He told him. Well, he tells him he visited a cafe. He didn't say which one. But it, Bruce can do practically anything. He can look up, like, Alfred's credit card records. Mm-hmm. Which cafe did Alfred go to the most in Florence? And then he grabbed Catwoman like, hey, we're going to go here every day for the next year. Yeah, exactly. He probably he knows when he vacations. He lived with them his entire life. But yeah, so it's a uh, it's a dumb argument, but it's one that I've heard one too many times for the end of the film that it was too perfect and it's a dream. Uh, watching this again, um, the whole time I'm thinking, are we supposed to take Bane as just pure evil, like doesn't have? Bane any... thinks he's a good guy because I can't see his motives at all in this movie. Because he he says he's trying to do what Ra's al Ghul tried to do, and then same with Talia, they're in this together. They're trying to finish his work, but obviously he died and failed, and the city is, as far as I can tell in this movie, all better. All the bad guys are in jail. I don't see anything bad happening, and so I'm like, why are they doing this exactly? I don't, unless they're just trying to, like, win for Ra's. Pretty much. That's it's, what it is. That's, they want to fulfill wanted his destiny, his which father. was his great destiny that nobody ever, that he never accomplished, was destroying Gotham from the inside out. That was, it was simple motivation, and it was revenge for Talia to get back at Bruce for killing her father. 
mm-hmm. they both intended to die in the process. So yeah, they were just they were gonna go down with the show. The fight scenes in this movie obviously pan back all the way. Like we've opened up like if the first uh if the first Batman begins is four by three and then the next one is like one point six six, well this is obviously completely wide open framed. And when the score drops, the first fight between Bruce and Bane, like that that scene, that entire scene still gives me chills and like just the crunches and everything from like pummeling one another like it's just like holy crap i don't know it bothers me like it sounds Mm -hmm. close your eyes and listen to that sometimes it just sounds oh i i noticed the noises when we were especially with our 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 sub is so close to us now uh, right in our theater so every time he he, batman would get punched or kicked i'd be like whoa yeah I mean, the Foley artists did an amazing job on this film, especially in that fight scene. I loved seeing Bane break his mask. Mm. As much as I love Batman, I've wanted to see Bane. I've wanted to see this fight on screen for so many years. Like I'm like, just break his back, and it's like, wait a minute, we're rooting for the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that scene. I also loved the um, Roz returning to Bruce. And in like a dream. dream. I was really hoping he was really there <laughs> the first time I saw this. Right. I was like, oh, yes, he's actually immortal. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. So, which, I mean, obviously he practiced ways to kind of maybe do some sort of spirit projecting or maybe Bruce was just hallucinating. You could argue either way. Mm-hmm. They also bring back the Dark Knight home away from home cave, mm-hmm. which was cool. And you can, whenever that that panel pops out there's like the sky hook on there like all the stuff that he's ever used is on there it's a nice little attention to detail that they didn't have to they didn't have to pay but they did um and scarecrow coming back uh-huh. yeah his um looks even Alice crazier in Wonderland than the desk movie. court yeah it, i mean like completely off the rails and it's just like death or exile like you get one or the other it's everything is black and white in my world even though i was once a psychiatrist or whatever the hell i was (laughs) i don't know i appreciate that scare scarecrow like because he is one of my favorites every chance i get to see him i'm like yes 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 more i wish they could have found a way to bring his fear toxin back into one of these films. Imagine if, if they chose like maybe not exile, maybe they chose death. And like, we got a scene where scarecrow just like put him in a room and gassed him and they took each other out or something like that. That would be there. That would be death. Anything to turn it a little bit scary, I guess. Right. So the twist didn't get you or did get you The twist didn't get me, but Something that they did this time that's never been done, really, is Gordon figuring out who Batman is. And that's like a really touching scene. Hmm. What did you think about that? Um, I liked it, because it's closure in a way. It is closure. Yeah. In the comics, like you always assume Gordon knows, mm-hmm. but he never wants to know for sure. Kind of... Like in the animated series, whenever Bru- uh, Barbara goes to tell him he's got a job, she got a new job or whatever, and she's going to tell him that he's Batgirl. Do you remember what, the episode I'm talking about in the animated series? Uh, the dream one? Yeah. And he's like, you know what? It's yeah. fine. I don't want to know. You know, he, he just, 
that's how Gordon's always been. So by crossing the line and giving away its Bruce, it just it fits this world and it's something that I find I find interesting. And that I'm glad they chose to do. So Yeah. By the way, the bomb time is almost legit. Almost. Okay. So the bomb the clock whenever Batman is uh is getting it out to take it out at sea, mm-hmm. right? It reads one fifty seven. And then it's gonna go off. It takes two minutes and twenty three seconds to go off. Because watch that scene, felt long and I and uh decided to rewind two minutes twenty three seconds. Random fact hmm. for you. Hmm. I I did count. I was counting when the bat was flying it out to make sure the time five, went off four, at the right three, time. two, one. Because yeah. I remember in uh, uh, Forever when uh, Robin pushes the bomb off the building, I remember counting and be like, "It should have gone off. It should have gone off now. Should have gone off, and then it blows up." <laughs> right. Like it was five seconds past when he pushed it. So the future for this, they uh, they apparently wanted to bring Christian Bell back for Batman Superman supposedly um and had deep dis- so had somewhat of discussions or at least that was the rumor for a long time he eventually came out and said no there was nothing to it but we'll never probably ever know obviously we have Ben <sighs> Affleck instead of Christian Bell I think it it's probably a best decision because it, it people know him as the dark knight yeah and like Christopher Nolan said it's not the same universe. It's impossible to be yeah, uh, for many reasons. And I mean... Mm. And so it'd be confusing it would for be. most people. Like in other situations, I've thought it'd be cool to see the... Like I love Tobey Maguire. It'd be cool to see him return as like a uh, Dimensions Spider-Man movie where they can make it work with the right. new Spider-Man but that's just they're two different universes yeah mm-hmm. and two, yeah and so varied I, I haven't seen it but i know they're two different because i think one reason christopher nolan said was batman was a comp- completely original idea to bruce in these movies right compared to in the comics where he had supposedly seen a zorro cartoon right when he was a kid well uh, and his he was at he was watching zorro whenever his parents that was the movie in the theater uh, that they came out of whenever they were killed was Zorro. Mm. Why does Zorro have bats? Well, that, that they replaced it with an opera scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, they replaced it with some. I forget the name of the opera. I looked. I knew it at one time, but it has bats though. And so, there with there can't be other superheroes. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a original idea for him. Right. Yeah, and well, not only that. I just can't imagine... I can't imagine Bruce just kind of sitting around whenever the world's being invaded by aliens in Man of Steel either. Which, I mean, I know you haven't seen, but you kind of get the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, go watch that movie so we can talk about it. Uh, I, This movie definitely made differences in the world of superhero films because it was the first... Not, not even superhero films, in films in general, because this Batman Begins was the first pretty much gritty reboot that everybody followed wants to be like that's the key we need to take it thank god marvel didn't Uh, yeah act that way i'm so glad marvel did something different but yeah that's the problem like 
and it seeped into things like we had Ghost Rider, right? We right. had the first one that was very, it was obviously very, set in a very non gritty world. The second one, you would think you were watching The Dark Knight. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I never watched it. Yeah, we've seen, well, I've seen part of it. But yeah, it's uh, so different. And it, they decided it was, it was going to be all gritty and stuff. And like, you can apply that theory to The Punisher or something. Like, you can make The Punisher gritty because that's The Punisher. Right. Um, but yeah, Ghost Rider is no. And they did, they, I mean, they made quite a few films that were suddenly gritty whenever they didn't necessarily need uh, I was one of the trends of this series started just like the origin trend well you can't really say the origin trend but you can say the captured villain trend came from from this trilogy so it, was, it was a trendsetter and a tastemaker and a costume maker for or cosplay maker yeah uh I can't tell you how many you guys went there yeah to wizard world there's so many jokers running around it's like it's like Deadpool now no offense to Deadpool but like that's kind of Deadpool has become the new fad like the 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 cosplay joke he's he's now replaced joker as the cosplay fad it seems like there's still lots it's of Deadpool jokers and harley yeah shut up i do it's harley i do harley so every year them. <laughs> so many and no disrespect to anybody that does it it's fine it's just a trend mm-hmm. and sooner or later it'll be replaced by something else which speaking of cosplay uh, i met at the uh, <clears throat> the convention I saw you two at, I met Bane and Lady Bane. Lady Bane. Seriously, like, yes. made my day. Because I was like, because his name is, the guy playing Bane, his name is Blaine. And he could do the voice and everything. And I was just like, Aww. this is so cool. Like, I don't know. I geeked Bane. out. Totally geeked out. We saw um, Immortan Josephine. That was good. What is it? Immortan from Josephine from Mad Max. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that chick went all out. She looked awesome. I think we might probably have pictures. Speaking of Mad Max, you know, Tom Hardy was in, was in Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the three I've seen him in now is this, Inception, and that. Mad Max. There's uh, a movie called I Warrior that's kind of about him. MMA. He's really good in. Um, he's been a few other things, but... He was in one of the Star Trek films. That was where he got his kind of big break. He was a villain in Nemesis. And he's skinny, hmm. tiny, temporary. Um, yeah. So when you get there, you'll see it. And he's using his natural accent, too. I think he... Has he he's so a honk. He's supposed to supposedly be looking into uh, the new DC universe. Uh, he was going to be in Suicide Squad. He was going to be maybe Captain Cold, I think. But he couldn't tie it with the schedule right because they had rearranged the Suicide Squad schedule. And he lost out to Jai Courtney. But that would have been weird. Mm. I just just think... I don't... Tom Hardy, if anything, should go join the Marvel Universe or something. That'd be cool. That'd be sweet. I love him. I'll leave leave Everett for him. Oh, 100%. Sorry, Ev. Don't care. (laughs) That's real love right there. Yep. It's freaking Tom. Oh my god. Oh my god. If Tom Hardy was like, leave your husband. What's his. What, I'll take care of you. Yes. What does it show he's Definitely. known for? I love him. Um, did y'all catch Littlefinger? Oh yeah. Littlefinger was it. Yeah. The opening of Dark Knight. I was like, 
just little finger. And Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, Joffrey yeah. and little finger. Yeah. Game of Thrones, Everett. Hey guys, thanks once again for listening to Geek Cinema Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app and join us next Saturday for Batman v Superman. And also, we're doing a YouTube stream that day that will later go up as a video, but if you want to go to Geek Cinema on YouTube and subscribe, you can come hang out with us, chat, we're going to have some more trivia, and just celebrate the 50 years of Batman movies. We'll be talking about every single one. We might even talk about The Mask of the Phantasm a little bit since we didn't get to go over that in this series. And then on Wednesday, before that whole event takes place, we'll have up our episode over Star Trek Beyond. We just saw it, loved it, and had a great time uh, discussing it. So go check that out on Wednesday. And then if you want to hit us up online at facebook.com slash geekcinemapod, twitter.com slash geekcinemapod, and on Instagram at geekcinema, or at our website geekcinemapod.com, you can give us suggestions for other movies you'd want us to do, or criticisms, or if you just want to chat with us, we'd love to have new friends. So other than that, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. We'll see you all on Wednesday.